Hey friends, and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I love chatting with friends who have a story to tell, a dream that they're pursuing, or a passion to share. I'm your host, Ren, and I'm so glad that you're here for episode 49 when I get to chat with Kelly Stamps. Kelly is married to Scott, and they have three adorable children, Harper, who's nine, Hollis, who's seven, and Will Holden, who's three. Kelly and I talked about a lot of different things. We first talked about how she met Scott and how that was a waiting process for her. And then she had to go through infertility and wait for Harper to be born. And when Harper was born, she was born not breathing. And the effects from that and how at age two, they realized that Harper needed hearing aids, that she had a hearing impairment. I told you we talk about a lot, but also we talk about her blogging and how she's been blogging for a long time, how she started blogging and how much she really loves it. You will also hear the really super exciting thing that she does with singles on her blog. Kelly and I also talk about friendship and how much that it's tough as an adult woman, but it is also so very rewarding and so worth it. We laugh a lot in our conversation and I wonder if she thinks I'm creepy because I know a lot of things about her. (laughs) I'm telling you, I've been a blog reader for years. But you will find out what she means by the word child. She always used to write that in her blog. And I was like, what does child mean? You will find out today what the word child actually means. And you will probably integrate it in your conversations from here on out. (laughs) What I love about Kelly is how real she is, how down to earth she is, and how she loves Jesus. And she never compromises that. And you can see that on her Instagram page at Mrs. Kelly Stamps or on her blog at kellyscornerblog.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And here is my conversation with Kelly. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so I would say, let's go to a fruit. If I was in the same city, I'd be like, let's go to a fruit fruit coffee shop. And then I'm like, no. Let's just pull up at Sonic. I'll get out of my car. I'll get in your car, and we'll have a Sonic together. Okay? Yes, that is who I am. That is who. I, that's, <laughs> that's what I would want to do with you. And I would want to do totally would want to do that with you. So I have followed you for years. I have Aww. read your blog since Harper was a baby, not when she was born, but right after that. My friend Jenny said we were all about reading blogs like all yeah. the time we back all had a blog, blog days. yes back yes. in the good blog yes. days we all had blogs um and then you were one of those bloggers that was really a trailblazer because you went from like having a few hundred followers to like thousands and it was just like yeah. wow and I think you can tell us in a minute about that how that changed for you but um but I remember reading it and I remember being so encouraged by your blog and you were super real like every Aww. aspect of your life you were like these are my hard days these are my great days these are you know my cute pictures of my kids but then let me tell you what happened with the tantrum or something you were very real and I think Aww. you're very relatable so I appreciate that about you and that's why people follow you because they love you so much well thank you that's sweet I, that's what I want is for you know, I feel like people feel like they're my friend and I love that. Yeah. Well, good. It's not creepy, right? (laughs) It really isn't. I think at first maybe it was, but now I just make, I was at the beach last week and I met so many people that came up to me like, I read your blog and Ah! they're like, 
they're 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 all, I feel so bad because they're always like I know this is probably really weird and I'm like it really it really isn't good I, I love, you know I love meeting you because I follow all these people who I feel like are my friends and if I saw them at the beach I would be like yes. probably act just as weird like I'm I'm so <laughs> you know I'm so embarrassed that I follow you but you know you that's how on the social media world is that you just feel yes. like you know people that you maybe don't but I think that's a neat I don't know. I think it's a neat thing. It's a neat dynamic that you that we didn't have 10 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. we did. I just wasn't on Facebook 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm late to the party always. No, so. I don't think I had it either. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so tell if anybody doesn't know who you are, tell them a little bit about you and your family and what you do. Well, okay, so uh, we live. I live in Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas, and I am married to Scott, and um, he's a computer person, computer programmer, uh, which I am clearly not because I could barely work Skype to get on here. Um, I'm, I'm so not technical. He's the one that helps me out. But um, we have three kids, uh, Harper, who is nine and will be in fourth grade, wow. Hollis, who is seven and will be in second grade, and then Will Holden, who is our surprise baby, who is three and yes. a mess. <laughs> oh, so cute. Your family's adorable. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. And I stay home with them. I kind of, I always joke because I have all these like part-time gigs. I mean, I blog. You do. Um, and I work for, a, I work part-time for a ministry. Um, Is that just, Susan Goss? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Tangible Truth Ministries. And we have, we do conferences and it's a lot of, she's a therapist. And so we do like intensive counseling for people. I don't do intensive counseling for people, but um, we do as a ministry, we have like a cabin where people can go and get help and. Um, so I help her with that. And then um, I'm also now doing some writing for Walmart. I live in the home of Walmart. And so yes. I just recently got hired to do some like <laughs> freelance writing for them. It's really bizarre. Yes. So anyways, that's, I have all these like part-time gigs, that but is, mostly I count myself as a stay-at-home <laughs> Right, right. That has hands and all of this. So what are you going to yes. do for Walmart? Like write articles for No, it? it's, I am, I am writing their job advertisements. Yes. Like trying to make them more, you know, creative appealing. and so people appealing, so people want to come work for Walmart. Yeah. So it's a very random. I mean, I can't even tell you how I got this job. It just, in fact, I just got it. But anyway, that so is awesome. Well, in in the home of Walmart, you know, that's I hear y'all's WalMarts are like nice, like oh, super nice. They are, you know, it's funny because I'll always write on my blog like I went to Walmart and people are like I hate Walmart, Mm-mm. and I understand that because I have been across the. I used to work mm-hmm. for Walmart actually when I first got out of college, and so I've, I mean, I've been to other parts of the country. I understand mm-hmm. Walmart's mm-hmm. are not good in a lot of places, but mm-hmm. ours are like the nicest Target you could go to. Wow, I mean, extremely nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I live in a small town outside of Memphis, and. Ours is nice. Like everybody says, this is really great. And I think it's just not as crowded. And it's, yeah. it's, but we love it. I mean, I go and get some shirts. Like on your Insta story, just right. See, yeah. you're going to be like, you're a creeper. You no, are a creeper. Around. Stop following no. me. I'm going to block her. Block. She's blocked. <laughs> but on your Insta stories yesterday, when you were doing the shirts from Whoa, yes. Whoa, Way, Whoa, Waymart, Whoa, Walmart, Whoa, yes. and at Whoa, Walmart, with the, with the little flowers, they yes. look like embroidered flowers. They were gorgeous. They were so cute. I know. I want the white one, but it looks a little see-through. But they say that they're lined. So I'm like, it's not, I tried them on. And I never okay. try on things. I tried. I went to Walmart by myself the other uh-huh. night, and I yeah. was 
Like, I, have, I have all the time in the world. And so, yes, <laughs> I tried them on. I got the white one because okay. it wasn't see-through. Okay, They're that's what I was really, worried. really, really cute. I saw them. $12. I was, yes, hello. I, listen, I've got, I'm wearing shorts right now, white shorts that are from Walmart. The long Listen, ones. I am, I'm never more proud of myself than when I have something that someone compliments and I can say, I got it at Walmart, That's girl. Right. It's $12. That's like the that best. Is, I, I mean, most people like to say they got things at Nordstrom yeah. or Anthropology. I'm like, no, Walmart. This is Walmart. I know. And people don't believe me. And I'm like, if you know, if you have an eye for it and know what looks cheap and what doesn't, you can yeah. shop at Walmart. Yes. So, anyway. Yes. Yay. Woohoo. Well, ours is nice, <laughs> but yours Walmart sounds. Plug. I'm going to come to Fayetteville just to go to your Walmart. You can, well, there's a lot more to do in Fayetteville <laughs> than just Walmart. But they, if you do, I always feel like if people could come here and see our Walmarts, they would. They yes. would fall in love, too. I think so. I think so. Okay, so you have three children. Let's kind of go back. So you have um, your husband. Y'all have been married uh, 13, 14, 14. 14 years. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. We've been almost married 15 next month. So okay. tell me, okay, so tell me you met him through your friend, Laurie. Yeah, your best friend that loves to wear robes and that <laughs> yes. has the horrible cat. I'm so sorry, Laurie. You're listening. I'm so she sorry. Will, she will be so thrilled that you mentioned her precious cat oh, on a podcast. Kristen, yes. I just remember you talking about Kristen, her cat, on one of your Insta stories or Instagram or something. Okay, so you and Scott met through Laurie. So Scott is Laurie's cousin, right? Yes. Okay, yes. and it was a blind date. Yes. Had you ever been on a blind date before? Oh, girl, uh, yes. Uh, a million of them. I, because, you know, I went to college thinking I would get married and didn't. And so when I moved to Northwest Arkansas, I, you know, I, in my 20s, I just, I got to a point where I just would let anyone set me up, which was mm-hmm. bad, bad idea. So I went on a gazillion blind dates because uh. at one point in my life, I was just like anybody that I worked at Walmart, anybody that would offer like, I've got. Some uh-huh. friend, my husband has a friend. Okay, uh-huh. I'll go out with him yeah. because I thought, I mean, if I don't go, you never you know, know. I, I didn't go out, you know, so I didn't like right. have a good way of meeting people. So I was like, okay, you never know. Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. That's not always a good idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> or every mother that says, I have a really cute son. Uh-huh. That's not, not always. Uh-huh. You know what I, I mean? I had one of those. I had one of those. It I was, was like, not good. oh, great. They'd show up at the door and I'd be like, oh, every mother loves their son, but not, you know, that doesn't mean. Not in that way. Uh-huh. Sometimes I would go out and think, what do you think? Or is this like the only other single person, you know, cause this is like the yeah. worst match ever. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like yeah. people would just yeah. think of the only single other single yes. guy they knew. And yeah. they, because I was single and he was single, yeah. they would match us up and it would be just awful. Yeah. You're like, really? Come on. Yeah. Okay. So you so, were thinking, okay. And you were what, what? 28 by this time? 29? I was, well, I was 20, almost 27. Okay. Okay. When Laurie so fixed 20? us up. So okay. she, uh, we had lived together. I mean, we were friends in college. We lived together for seven years. And, um, but she went, it's her second cousin. So she didn't okay. see him a lot, okay. but she went home for Easter one year and, and went to visit his grandmother and he came over and she hadn't seen him in a while. And yeah. so, and she, he's younger than me and he's younger than her. So I think she still thought of him as young, you know, uh-huh, young, uh-huh. a little young, young cousin. Cause right. I always think like, why didn't you think of this cousin yeah. seven years ago? <laughs> years you know? ago. Yeah. But she saw him and she, he walked in the house and she immediately in front of all her family said, my roommate would love you. <laughs> uh-uh. Went, Stop it. I love her. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I guess, you know, he was like, well, okay. okay. So she gave him my number and he called me okay. and we met on a blind date. I mean, uh, it wasn't so it. blind because I did see some pictures of him. Okay. And this yeah. is before, so, you know, I went on blind dates before social media, so I couldn't stalk people. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, that's true. Yeah. You could go on blind dates and you could look people up. Yes. 
back then we didn't have the internet. So like, Oh, that's, I had, it was a complete blind date. You know, most mm-hmm. people were a complete blind date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did have a picture of Scott. So that, yeah, you, know, you had that to okay. go on. Thank goodness. Right. I know my friend, her brother went on a, a date and he searched her online and she showed up and he didn't even recognize her because she must've oh, shocked her. Catfish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, eh, okay, let's not do that. So he's well, not doing that that. Yeah, there's that. Okay. So you meet on a blind date. Where'd y'all go? We, well, he lived um, in South Arkansas, so he was like six hours away from me okay. at the time. So we met, we decided we would meet halfway in Little Rock. Okay. And so, and my, one of my best, my college roommate lives in Little Rock. And so I had arranged to spend the night with her that night. And so I kind of, like I had in my mind, he said, let's meet in Little Rock. I thought we would just meet up for like dinner. Well, I was like, okay. And so he said, okay, let's meet at 10 a.m. at the mall, at Park Plaza Mall. And uh-uh. so I was like, uh, oh, uh-huh. okay. Okay. So we met and we, I mean, we had an all day date. All day. How which fun luckily is it was that? a good day. Yes. If it would have been a bad blind date and it was Ooh. all day, I would have been by lunchtime oh. thinking, I got yeah. something. Yeah, to you're do. like, I'm <laughs> not going to give you this rose. I'm so sorry. I'm going to take the rose back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so y'all go on a first date. All day. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And it was great. I, mean, I don't even remember what all we did. We went to the mall. We went on, We went to lunch. We went to a movie. We went to dinner. I mean, it was love it. all day. I love it. That's awesome. Way to go. Way to go, Scott. Oh, Way to go. Jump in. With two feet, you know? I don't really know what he was thinking That's when I think a, back to I, that. I love it. Well, he trusted Laurie, and he knew he could get her because she was family. So, you know, if it went bad. Okay, so what was that like for all of of the, your 20s? That your friends are getting married, mm-hmm. you're out of college, you've got a job, you desire mm-hmm. to be married, mm-hmm. but you're not meeting anybody. What, what was that like? And how well, did you get through that? When I think back to that time, that was such a hard time for me. And now I think I was only like 25, 26. That was young. Mm-hmm. But to me, it felt because I graduated college when I was 21. And right. so, and I desperately wanted to get married in college. And most of my friends did because mm-hmm. we went to a Baptist college where a lot of people got married right after college. And right. that's where I, my parents met in college. I just assumed that's what would happen. And right. I, not that marriage is the end all of all, and mm-hmm. believe me, I know that now, but mm-hmm. I just desperately wanted to be married and be a mother. That's what I really wanted. And so in my 20s, when I just wasn't getting, and I was going on these blind dates, I it was really, really hard for me. And I felt really abandoned by God because mm-hmm. I felt like I had done everything right. You know, I had, mm-hmm. um, you know, really followed him. I had true love waits. I mean, like it, I <laughs> signed the card. True love was what, yes, I had signed the card. I was doing what I was supposed mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And where was my husband God? You know, like mm-hmm. I just, I just felt like, have you forgotten me? Right. And, um, it was hard and I was kind of, it was hard. I'll tell you what was hard was church was hard mm-hmm. because church is made for families. And even in my own church now, I see that. And, it's, mm-hmm. and I have a, like, I have a soft spot for that because, you know, we were, um, and luckily I had Laurie and we lived together and we were single. So that was kind of good. Mm-hmm. I had a few single friends, but like we tried to be in a singles group at church and it just was not mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And we just couldn't find our role or our place because mm-hmm. we felt like everything was really, um, as it should be, but at the same, you know, you know, geared towards families, which mm-hmm. is not a wrong thing, right. but that just makes you feel very alone when you're single. And so, um, 
it was it was a hard time for me, and that's mm-hmm. why I have like a passion and a and a heart for people who are single who want to. You know, not everybody wants to be married, and not everybody is in a rush to get married or just really dying. Right. But those girls who really just want to get married and are just can't find the right person, that just I just have a heart for that because mm-hmm. I know how that feels to just you know. Where well, is he? Well, and and you I had, just want a family. and you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's that waiting where you were waiting and you felt like you were following the Lord. It wasn't like you were out. Of, you didn't feel like you were out of God's will. And I love that that came through on your blog when you would read is the wait time that you had to wait. Um, and the growing you did in that time. I could read that on your blog just that you had a passion for people that are in the same boat that you were in. I feel like there, there's been a thread all through my life of this. I'm not a, I'm a very, I'm a control freak and type <laughs> A and I, I'm a planner. And so I think yeah. God thinks that's hilarious. And so yes. I feel like God has weaved a thread through my life of waiting on him and learning to trust him. And I don't learn that lesson very well. And so I feel like he's, you had to, he's had to reemphasize it many times in my life. And I'm yeah. finally getting, I think I'm finally getting it, you know, yeah. but I'm, I can see how waiting for him um, in a lot of different areas has taught me to trust him. And so I'm thankful for that. But it, I didn't learn that. I didn't learn it well. Well, well, <laughs> well and we all go through that, too, because I can see that in my own life, too, of waiting. And um, we waited for our our five-year-old for a while. We went through infertility like you did with mm-hmm. um, Harper mm-hmm. that you waited, what was it, mm-hmm. three years before you yeah. conceived. And, um, and then when you did conceive, and then you went to the hospital and gave birth to Harper. What happened that day? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we did, we, we tried for a baby for a long time and well, it seemed like a long time at three years. Again, Mm -hmm. God was teaching me waiting, you know, and, and again, I was not the happiest with God for a while there too, because I thought I had to wait on a husband. Now you're making me wait on a baby. This really doesn't seem fair. Uh Um, but at the same time, I feel like that's, that's the time that I drew the closest to God was when we were waiting on a baby because I just clung to him. Mm. Um, but Harper, so I finally got pregnant and, um, had a great pregnancy. It was, you know, no problems. And we went in to have Harper and she came out not breathing. She was completely blue Mm. and which if, you know, this is my first baby. I've never been in the (laughs) delivery room before. So I didn't even realize that it was, I mean, she wasn't crying, but I just didn't even realize that something was severely wrong. Wow. I knew she was blue, but I just thought, well, they'll kind of slap her and she'll start yeah, moving. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I don't, sure. I don't know. I don't know how mm-hmm. these things work. And so they mm. they immediately like whisked her away and all these doctors and nurses started running into our room. And that's when I, you know, and I was like trying to make Scott take pictures of her. And they were like, no, you can't take pictures right now. Mm. And that's when I kind of was panicking a little, you know, like what is going on? And mm. my doctor was trying to keep me. Um, very calm. So she was, you know, cause she was um, finishing me up. So mm-hmm. sewing me up or whatever. And she was like, it's okay. Because she was big. She was 10 pounds. And okay. so she was like, big babies have a hard time, you know, transitioning. And I think she was trying to keep me from panicking, sure. but they took her away um, and took her the, to the NICU. And um, the neonatologist came down a little later and said, you know, your daughter is very sick. She's, she developed pneumonia like while I was giving birth and it went to her lungs. And wow. so she wasn't been able to breathe. And he said, you know, she's very sick. There's not much we can do for her here. We're going to have to send her somewhere so they can put her basically on life support. Mm-hmm. And he said, I really just don't think she's going to live through the night, but <gasps> we're going to try. We're going to try. Goodness. And so it was, you know, 
of course, I'm looking at my family and my husband and my parents and everyone with us. And I'm thinking, you know, we have tried so hard to have this baby and I can't, you know, how could God take her now? Which I know this happens to people all the time. And so why wouldn't, you know, Mm. why not us? But at the same time, it was just, it was very difficult. So they, um, they flew her to Tulsa, Oklahoma and did, they didn't have to put her on life support, but they did put her on, um, you know, she was in a coma basically and, um, put her on an oscillator on oxygen and, um, had her, she was in a, like a medical coma for about 12 days. Mm. And is that, that did they put, uh, was it an induced coma yes, that they yes. put her in? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, to try to get her to breathe on her own so they, so that she wouldn't fight it, I guess. So they were mm. on an oscillator working her lungs. And it was very, at the first week we were there, it was very touch and go. It was always like, well, you know, she's in very critical. We can't promise anything, you know, but we're going to try. And if she doesn't turn the corner within like two weeks, it could have gone a different way. But she did after like 12 days, she turned a corner and, um, we were able to hold her for the first time. Um, and then she was in the hospital for another two or three weeks but then she was able to come home finally and now she's nine and very healthy and perfect. Okay. So take us back. So when you realize there's a problem, there's doctors mm-hmm. and nurses coming in. When you hear the doctor say she might not make it through the night, what is the first thing going through your head? I mean, I just, I just couldn't believe I was hearing those words, honestly. But at the same time, I just, I think God just got, when people say like, I don't know how they did it, or I don't know how you go through this. I feel like God just comes in in those moments and gives you strength that you don't know that you have. Mm. And I think I just had this peace, um, not knowing whether she was going to live or die. And it wasn't a peace that depended upon that. It was just that God was in control and we were going to trust him no matter what. And if he took her from us, then we had to trust him in that. And if he allowed her to live, then we were going to praise him and trust him in that. And, um, I don't know. I feel like God just gave me some kind of crazy strength in that moment, but it was also a very, very hard. I mean, it was the hardest thing. You know, I I thought waiting for a baby was hard. I thought waiting for a husband, but this was so hard thinking that we finally had our baby and she may not stay Mm. with us. Mm. It's never something, anything, any parent should have to go through. No. Um, but, you know, I I was just thinking of a gospel little connection, just how no parent should ever go through that. But God did that. He gave his yeah. son. I just thought, you know, what a beautiful picture yeah. um, of the Lord doing that and, and giving up his only son. But so tell me about that, especially like with the pneumonia. I mean, she developed a pneumonia that quickly. That is yes. unbelievable. Yes. And we don't know. We never, you know, I don't know how, of course, I don't know a lot about medical things, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was just a freak thing. I think, mm, I don't know. Wow, we don't know wow, exactly yeah. what happened or how it happened or right. why, or, um, it's unbelievable. but it's one of those things we never question, you know, people were like, well, why, 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 you know, and we never questioned it. It was just mm. like, we felt like this is just, you know, God, not that it was God's plan for her, but I just felt like Mm -hmm. through, through her story and through a lot of things that have happened to her, God, you know, has been able to get the glory and we've been able to share him with a lot of things. And, um, she lost a lot of her hearing through Mm -hmm. that. Um, the medicine that she was on 
took her took a lot of her hearing, which we didn't find out till she was about two. Um, and how did you find out there was a problem? When well, she, was two. she didn't, at, when she was about 18 months, I knew that she wasn't talking a lot. Mm. And, um, I mean, I just had a sense, you know, mm. and of course, once again, I'm a first time mom. I probably would have recognized it quicker oh. th- the third time around. You know what sure, I mean? But sure. The first time mom, I just kind of, yeah. I just had this mom's no in mm-hmm. their gut. And yeah. so we went to the ENT, she had had tubes, she had had a lot of ear infections. So I kind of felt like it was that, you know? Oh yeah. And so I took her to the ENT and I said, I just feel like maybe she still has a lot of fluid in her ears, you know? And, um, he said, well, let's see the audiologist. And so we went to the audiologist when she, and I was pregnant with Hollis at the time. So we kind of put off some of the appointments. I think Mm -hmm. we put it off a little bit just because Mm -hmm. they wanted us to go to Little Rock and I just couldn't try, you know, I was like at the end of my pregnancy, couldn't travel. And so I said, let's wait till after Hoss is born and then we'll go to Little Rock where the like pediatric audiologists are mm-hmm. and um, find out. So that we, after Hoss was born, we went and she was two. And that's when they told us, you know, no, she's made hearing aids, which once again, I didn't see that coming, you know. And at the time it felt gigantic to me. I mean, it just, I sat in my car and had a big cry because mm-hmm. I thought, what does this mean? You know, what, is she going to be normal and how is her life going to look? And, um, but it's something that we've worked through and it's a very small part of her life. You know, she mm-hmm. is amazing. And, um, well, and I've seen the videos that you've posted of her singing at, at church and, yeah. and singing in the talent show at school. And yeah. you're like, this is awesome. Like she's super strong, like super fighter. You can tell even yeah. through your blog and Instagram, you can tell that she's, she's a special kid and yeah. she just, She's just full of joy. She is. She's mm. always been full of joy. And there's times that she'll kind of complain about her hearing and or wearing hearing aids. You know, she's kind of getting to that age where she's like, oh. And um, but I'm like, Harper, you know, I'll say, I know I hate it that you have to wear hearing aids. But I feel like this is something God's going to use in your life to to give him glory. And this is going to God's going to use you because and it is like she has she loves to sing. She plays the piano and she has sang in her school and she goes to a public school and she is saying a Christian song. Wow. Um, both years. She sang good, good father when last year and mm. this year she sang um, tremble, but uh, mosaic. And mm. I think, you know, it's such a neat thing that she gets up there and sings about Jesus in her very public yes. school and they allow her to, which I'm always amazed at that, that they is. allow her to sing those songs. Um, but I'm always like Harper and she picks it. It's not me. Cause I was kind of like, I don't know yeah. need to get up there and sing about Jesus and your school. But, um, even though I'm so proud of her to do it, but I was yes. kinda like, I don't know if they're going to let you do that, but right. she insisted on it. And I think, and I told her, I'm like, what a testimony it is. Not yes. only that you are singing and you can't even hear, but that you are singing and you're singing about Jesus in front of a lot of your classmates who've never even heard of him, you yes. know? And so, yes. Um, what a ministry so for like her God, as a yes. nine year old. I know. And she's just, she loves Jesus and she's a special kid. And so I feel like God has, you know, even though it's been a hard, she had a hard beginning and she knows all about that now. And she, and even though she, um, you know, has a lot of obstacles with her hearing, I feel like God has some special plans for her because of those things. And I think that's, you know, a neat, how God uses the hard things in our life for his, you know, for him and for us to reach people that we can never reach Mm, without going through that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Hey friends, Ren here. I just want to interrupt the podcast for just a second to ask you to do something for me. And it would help me so much is to leave a rating and review. So I just want to read one of the reviews. And it's not just encouraging for me, but it's encouraging for others so that they can start listening. 
here it goes. So uplifting and real. In an age where everything is filtered and what seems perfect, these podcasts encourage you to connect and relate to real women. I enjoyed listening to their tips and advice and, of course, laughing along the way. Be encouraged. Thank you so much, Morgan HH. And if you would like to leave a rating review, that would help me so much. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so let's kind of switch gears. I have a very personal question to ask you. Okay. What does the word child mean? (laughs) C-H-A-W-E-D? Yes, yes. People ask me that all the time. (laughs) Um, okay, so Laurie, this is funny. Laurie, Laurie is the one that uses that word all the time, and she actually got it from Scott's grandmother, oh. and who's no longer alive. But she, mm. his grandmother, Clarabelle, oh, had all these. It. She was a funny woman, and she had all mm. these funny words that she said about things. And so she always said, "Chad, Chad means like really, really, really embarrassed. Like okay. if you had like." Well, I could tell a story that is really embarrassing. Well, I have two stories that are really embarrassing. But if yes. when you are just so embarrassed, that is being chawed. And so Laurie okay. taught us those words in college and before <laughs> I even knew Scott, you know. And so we've always used that word. That is hilarious. I remember when I read your blog and you kept saying chawed. And I was like, what is this? What does it mean? I went to Google if Google existed. I'm sure it did back then. <laughs> We're not that old, right? Um, and I, I Googled it to see what it meant. And then I forgot. So I'm so glad you straightened me out on that. Embarrassed yeah. child. And really embarrassed. And okay. it's a great word. Like if you are just, mm. for example, today I was at the swimming pool with my kids and I had my, well, we'll need to go to the bathroom. And so I took him to the bathroom and I had my hand, my phone in my hand. I don't know why I was going to like check something while he was going to the bathroom, but I had to go to the bathroom also. Anyways, I don't know how this happened, but we walked into the bathroom stall and I had gone live on Instagram. Oh no. And didn't know it. And thankfully I just happened to look at my phone before I was like going to the bathroom. Oh my word. I went, oh my word. Oh my word. And so and several people messaged me and said, I saw you going live and oh. I wanted to die for you because I could realize you were in a bathroom and didn't know that you were alive. Can you imagine? <laughs> Thankfully I stopped it like before anything bad happened, but I'm like, oh my gosh. you were that, that would have been trying if I had not noticed it and had gone out there. Oh, word. You're like, delete, so, delete, delete. Yes. I deleted it. Like the fastest you could imagine, but it's hilarious. Okay. Now I totally know that. And I will use that word. It's in, to- it's it's in context now. Okay. It's, it is a great word. So you had just like this string of God, um, just teaching you to wait and then teaching you to trust him. And then mm-hmm. t- take me back to when you started the blog. Why did you start the blog? Well, um, I started my blog, I think like 12 years ago and it was back early days of blogging Mm -hmm. and why I started, I have no idea. I had a friend that said, I'm going to start a blog. And I Mm -hmm. thought, what is that? And so, um, I thought, well, this, this is when we were like newly married, I guess. And I thought, well, this would be kind of fun just to, Mm -hmm. I've always kept a journal or a diary or something. And so I thought, well, this would be fun to just write little daily updates and my mom could read it (laughs) and just see what we're doing. My friends could read it, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and didn't, I mean, I had no idea really at the time what blogging even was. I mean, I just, I didn't read any blogs. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just started it and it, I mean, like, I had no visions of anyone ever reading it, honestly, besides maybe my close personal friends. So then when did you see a switch from like just doing it with your friends and for your mom Mm -hmm. and then a switch to all these followers? I think 
Um, well, after I started writing it for, I mean, I re- probably no one read it for about a year or two. And then I kind of started, I started reading blogs and then, you know, they would come back and read my, you know, that's mm-hmm. when I started making blogging friends. And I yes. think that kind of started it. And then I started writing about our infertility mm. um, and that I feel like more people started reading it then just because they were looking for other people that were going through similar yes. experiences. And then of course, after we, when we had Harper and when she was born, it was so sick. So many people that were mm. blogging then would say, you know, like go and, you know, pray uh, for Harper. Yes. And um, so, and I had, you know, I think that sent, that's what really sent so many people mm. to read my blog was mm. for Harper keeping up with her story. And then they just kind of yeah. stuck around. And what's kind of yes. neat is that, you know, I'm still I'm like the lone, I mean, I feel like sometimes I'm like the lone person out there still writing a blog. I like love it though. It. I'm like an old school, you know, I get something <laughs> I like and I just stick with it. But I, no, I've good. enjoyed it because I feel like, I can look back and show my kids stories of their life. You know, I haven't yes. kept baby books. I haven't kept Mm-mm. scrapbooks, but Mm-mm. I can go back and show them. Yes. I can also look up. I'm always like, when did we do this? And I'll, what I do is Google myself. I'm like Kelly's corner. And then yes. I like, whatever it is I want to yes. know. And then I find that blog post, which is so crazy. But I love that. Um, that has been, a, it's just been a great way for me to, I do it for me more than anything else. Um, yes, so I, I still do it, but what I love is that people will come and say like, like you say, mm-hmm. I've read your, I've been reading your blog since Harper was a baby and they feel yes. like they just know our family so well and they've watched them grow up. And I, yes. I don't know why, but I think that's just neat. Like we're old friends. And yeah. It's like we connect, we're a connection, even though we don't know each other in real life. It was before everybody started doing social media. So that was yeah. really it. I mean, when we yeah. were doing blogs and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So talk about, this was the exciting thing on your blog that you started show us your life and show us your singles day, right? Yes. That yes. is amazing. Okay. Tell everybody what it was okay, or what so, it is. You're still doing yeah. it. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, so I used to do this series called Show Us Your Life, and it was like every, this was back when everybody blogged again. Yeah, yeah. And so every Friday we would do something like Show Us Your Living Room or Show Us Your Favorite Casserole or whatever it was. And then people could write their own blog posts and link up. And then you could read all these different blog posts, you know, look at everybody's living rooms or look yeah. at everybody's whatever. It was really fun. And so um, I had a friend, a couple friends that were single at the time, and they said, what you need to do is do like a show us your single boys, you know, and have people yeah. link up and write about single men, you know, the single guys they know. And then we can look through them and see if we can find someone. And I, we kind of laughed about it. But then yeah. later I thought, huh, that's not a bad, you know, if I have all these people reading my blog, then surely that's a lot more singles that we can get, you know, because, yes. you know. If you're single, it's, you know, the people that's in your little inner circle and it's hard to find someone. Mm-hmm. But if you broaden that to thousands yep. and thousands and thousands of blog readers and it felt safe because I thought, well, we can have people, if they're reading my blog, they're, well, yes. they might be crazy, but they, you know, hopefully they're like <laughs> sort of normal. Halfway normal, and, right? Yes. And they're <laughs> writing about someone they know, you know, their brother or their uncle yes. or whatever. Right. And so, um, I thought, well, we'll just try it. Let's yeah. try it. So we did it. This was, I, I think I started this maybe like six years ago. I don't know. I lose track of time. But so we tried it one time and hundreds of singles linked up and it was guys and girls and mm. they could write about themselves or they could write about their family, you know, whoever they knew that was single and just write about them, post some pictures. And then if people were interested, they could, you know, they gave a way to get contact with them and then people could go in and contact them or leave a comment and, Never in a million years did I dream this would actually work. I just thought, we'll just try it. It's kind of funny. It's kind of fun to see all these people link up. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, since then, I, I've done it, um, I don't even know how many times. I do it like every six months or so. Yeah. Um, and 
13 couples have met and married. That is unbelievable. It's crazy. It's my favorite thing that I've done with blogging because how crazy is that? I mean, matchmaker. Well, I mean, but it's not, you know, I, it's, I really can't take credit. I just opened up the platform and let people right. use it. Um, Love but it. I think it's, I just think it's so cool because never, and I know people like when I tell people about it, I'm like, I know this sounds crazy. Putting yourself on a mom blog, like how are you going <laughs> to, but it has worked. Yes. Better than the Bachelor times. series. Yeah. It has worked better than, you know. <laughs> Your percentage it rate I mean, is so I much am better. way higher than Chris you Harrison. Are so <laughs> you are way higher than it's Chris Harrison. It's not me. It's. It's God that has worked his way through a mom blog, but and how do um, they like it? Are these people like they're moving to the same cities? Like yeah. it's a, I mean, this is a major deal. Thirteen yes. couples. Yes, and some of them like because it's all people all over the world. I mean, in right. I mean, all over the, the country, really, yeah. the world. But like people usually put where they live. You know, right. uh, this is Scott. He's thirty, lives in Texas, and so yes. um, I think a lot of the people that have met have actually lived in the same areas, but That's some awesome. of them have not, and they've just. They've yeah. moved and they've, and a, I mean, there are some, there's it. a couple that has four kids now and oh! they have, I mean, ki- lots and lots of kids and I love it's this. crazy. That's and they, awesome. most of them, most of them have invited me to their weddings. They oh! send me Christmas cards. <laughs> I haven't gone to any of the weddings. I would yes. love to. Oh my word. I love this. What a fun yes. part of blogging. Did you ever think this was going to happen when you started no. doing it for your mom I, I didn't, and your friends? I didn't see anything like, you know, I never even dreamed anybody would read my blog. So it's it. crazy. Well, but it's, it's a really weird world, but it's so fun. It's so great. Well, and I know from reading your blog and seeing you on Instagram that you have a great friend group. Like you have surrounded yourself with a lot of great people. I can just tell. How do you, like, how do you keep that strong and how do you maneuver through friendships, adult women friendships, and how do you keep it strong? Oh, that's friendship as an adult is tough. It Mm. just, I mean, I've always, always, I feel like God has always blessed me with really great friends from high school to college. But as an adult, it's hard because, you know, especially once you have kids and Mm -hmm. um, you're just so busy, you know, I'm so busy that in my husband, you know, to make time for my husband, to make time for my kids, and then to try to make time for my friends. It, you know, it's, it's tough. Like we yeah. try to schedule time together and it's like, well, in three months, would y'all like to have dinner? <laughs> yes. That's what it where is. Where we're at now. But we, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's work. And mm-hmm. I feel like you get out of it what you put into it. And I could just sit at home and never call or text a friend, never invite them, never do anything for them. I probably wouldn't get much back. You know, mm-hmm. I have to put a lot of work into it. And I, yeah. I hear from a lot of women that say like, I don't have very many friends or I don't know how to make friends. Well, you really, it's, you have to put some work into it. And I have, you know, I, I put, I can have had to put myself out there, you know, and I've, yeah. um, my friends mostly come from church, um, because I've gotten very involved in church and, um, we just make it work. We, we, te- I mean, sometimes I go months without seeing them, right. but like right now it's summer and I have a few really, really close friends and we have like a group text all the time, but some of them I haven't seen in weeks because they've been gone. I've been gone. Sure. Um, we haven't even been together, but, and we're already like, you know, how about in about four weeks we try to schedule to get <laughs> yeah. together because like August. Know, and if, like we would love to get together during the day, but we all, we have like 17 children and yeah. if we all, you know, like there's no way like during the school year we can get together. We get together. Yes. We try to like get together for breakfast or something at each other's houses. And some of us have little ones that might have to come with us, but the rest of them are in school. And so that works good. That's good. But 
like during the summer. I mean, it's I want to have them over, but I'm thinking, do I really want 20 uh, children running through this no. house? And we'll never even be able to talk. Um, <laughs> so, so just wait. Till, that, yeah. I think it's just, it's something that you have to mm, put effort into. And um, also just try, you know, I, I try to put, look for what my friends might need to, you know, to not just meet my needs, but, you know, I know a friend, you know, they might need dinner this week or they, can I keep their kids so they can go do something? And I think serving your friends, being their biggest cheerleader, mm, um, yes. not competing with your friends. Yes. You know, I think it's so easy so to good. get into competition when you're, um, but when you can really just be your friends, biggest cheerleaders, when you can look for ways to serve them and they do the same for you, you know, and you can be real, you know, I, it's, and it's, it's hard, I think, as and as I get older, you know, I'm in my mid-40s, and I feel like I used to have tons and tons and tons of friends, and I feel like I've narrowed it down to, this is kind of my, I still have a lot of friends, but, like, this is my inner circle of who mm-hmm. I really can share yes. the deepest of me with, and, you know, that I can be brutally honest, and I know they're still going to love me, and they're not going to mm-hmm. be judging me or, you know, telling other people what I said or whatever, but they right. just get me and accept me and, um, you know, make me laugh. And, um, I think it's so important to have those and it may only be one or two friends and that's really all you, you know, you don't have to have 20 friends. Mm, Um, It's quality is so important more than quantity and to have two people or even one person that just understands you and that you can go to and pray with, you know, I think it's so, it's also important to have friends who, um, you know, they say that you become like the people you spend the time with. And so I've also learned that I have to be with people that, point me to Jesus and that make me want to be a better person and not, you know, if they're always, if you're around people that are always negative or talking about others or whatever it is, you know, you start to become, I can feel myself drifting that way. And I have to think that's not, you know, I need people who are going to uplift me, but that I also can be very raw with and say, life is not Mm -hmm. easy right now. Life is not perfect and good. And Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with my kids. I'm struggling with my marriage. I'm whatever. And I know that they're going to just pour into me and, or let me talk and not be out reporting what I'm saying. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? It's so, so important to have that. I really yeah. think that that's, a, that's a really big thing to have, to have friends. Yeah. Surrounding. I think is so important, especially for women. I feel like yeah. we just need, I mean, men need that too, but I feel like women just really need friends. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, because my husband, my husband doesn't always care about things that I want to talk about. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? What? What are you talking about? These are not always, you know, where I don't, I feel like he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, but you don't understand, you know? And so I, if I can <laughs> yes. have some friends that I can pour that into, then it makes me right. a better wife and a better mother. And yes, it does. It does. And having a break from kids and and yeah. your your life at home, then it's very yeah. it makes it makes it better, and you can bounce things off of friends. We just need them for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, let me ask you two things. There's um, a okay. quick little thing I want to ask you, and then I want to ask you this: is in like one minute, tell everybody what is the Enneagram session that is coming to your area from Susan yes. and Jen Jet. Can you tell us yes. a little bit about that? Yes, we are, it's July the 15th. If you're in Northwest Arkansas, it's at the Embassy Suites um, at 630. It's a Sunday night. It's Ian Cron who wrote The Road Back to You about the Enneagram. And it's going to be so good. He's going to speak. He's also doing question and answers. And then Jen Jett, if you know her, is going to speak just a quick little thing about 
um, beforehand about Enneagram and identity and why it's important and how it shows you what motivates you. And, um, you know, it can, it can really change your, I think it's Jen has talked about how it's changed her life. A lot of people have talked about how it changes their lives and helps them understand how to relate to others better and to God better. It really does. I love the Enneagram. What do you know what number you are? I am a two. Okay. Okay. Which is, I, I was either a two, a six, or a nine. I think I've taken it like over and over. I think I'm a nine, the peacemaker. But yes. two and six could go close to it. So what? Yes. what is two? Two is like a servant, yes. um, a people per, like a people pleaser. And that's, yes. you know, I, I kind of go on the unhealthy side of that a lot. <laughs> Me too. But I'm also, see, I feel like I, I teeter between a two and a nine because yes. I feel like I'm a peacemaker too. And I think those kind of go together in so a way. Too. I'm such a people pleaser that I'm always yeah. wanting everybody to be happy and yes. and, yes. and peaceful, you know, not fighting. Like uh-huh. that's why social media like puts me over the edge because I Ooh. don't, I, can't, I don't do well with all the fighting. I don't know, do well with Twitter. I don't do well with Twitter. No, no, uh-uh. no I can't. No, I can't. No, I took it off my phone. I was like, I can't yeah. do this. I it's very too... rarely get on Twitter. Yeah, I can't ever. do it. I can't it do it. It puts me into like... Heart failure. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, so we're very, very similar. Okay, (laughs) so at the last part of every little talk with my friends, I ask them the eat, read, um, love section. So what are you eating? What's like a favorite snack? I know I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but. Oh, gosh. Okay, let me think. Eating, eating, eating. Besides Sonic, (laughs) what what am I never, what am I not eating? Um. Let me think. Okay, here's a little thing. I'm really, I've tried, been trying to eat healthy recently, and uh, we've been doing a lot of keto. But this summer, okay. I'm gonna, I've gone a little lax on it. And I, they have these little tiny, like, drumstick, like, chocolate-dipped ice cream cones. They're tiny. Blue Bunny. I mean, they're little bitty. Okay. But they are delicious. And so, Ooh. like, because it's so little, I don't even know how many calories yeah. it is. But it's like none. be that many. No. no so, I've allowed myself to eat, like, one a night. Yes. Because I usually don't eat sweets. But, right. I'm, you know, it's summer. It's a eating. little. And so, mm-hmm. I'm, like, just a little happy. Yes. A little. And I feel like I'm not, like, yeah. going over. Sugar, right. So, well, and you um, can, and you look forward to that all day. Yeah. I usually do. So, that's kind of my, I mean, okay. you know, I would love to have a huge. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the little one kind of satisfies yes. that little urge for sweetness. Okay. I'm um, going to look at those. So there's, you know. Okay. Um, reading. Mm-hmm. Let me think about what I'm reading. I just took a book and it's called, um, oh gosh, but I just blanked on what it's called. It's called Sister Friend. Um, <gasps> Same here, Sister Friend. Yes. 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 It's the funniest. Yes. My friend wrote it. My friend what? is Holly Mackle. Yes. I mean, I just like, it, she's not my in real life friend. Like she's the, one of the only friends online that I talk to and box with. And she's like, I don't know her in real life. Like that's a big deal for me. Cause I'm a little crazy. So yes. Funny. Did okay, you read well, it? I, I've been reading that. And I'm like almost done with it. I had it at the beach, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I love to read, but I don't read that much just because. Well, you're um, busy. And yeah. children and, um, and my, all my, <laughs> all my weird jobs. So I just don't <laughs> read that much, but, um, I am reading that and it's really, it's good. It's so really funny. funny. It's so funny. If you're a mom, it's hilarious. Yes, You'll enjoy it is. It, so. Okay. What about loving? What are you loving? Oh, what am I loving? Mm. I'm just loving. I don't have anything like specific. I'm just loving summer. Mm. It's, you know, summer is, um, Sometimes I think, oh, kids home with me 24-7. I mean, I love my children. Obviously, I prayed for oh. children all these years. And then, you know, then you get three kids and you're like, whoa. Oh. Um, but it's it's so, we've been having so much fun. And mm-hmm. just, I went to church camp with my daughter. 
And then we went to the beach. I mean, this is like three weeks in a row. So I'm kind of going on fumes right now. And now yeah. we're doing Bible school, but we've been, we've reached a point where I can take all the kids and I take friends with us to swimming all the time. And it's just like for years, I couldn't take them swimming because they, yeah. but now they've all can kind of swim. And my three-year-old wears a floaty so he can kind of kick around, but Perfect. it's just so fun to go to the, you know, it's just relaxed, That's you know, awesome. to be able to go to swimming and um, just to be home and not be as rushed. And yes. I'm just, I'm just like, it's super hot, but I, yes, it is. It's like 98 we, here today. Oh my word. It was 98 here today. Uh, what in the world? It's June. I know. June. It's not even I mean, July. I it, it's always hot, but it's uh, like the summer's especially hot. It's but a lot. That's fun. I'm, I'm just loving this season in our life. So. I love that. Okay. Thank you so much oh, for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun. And I know we did VBS earlier this month, and it, it there's no tired like VBS mm. tired. So I appreciate it so much for you coming on tonight. That well, is so you. sweet. So, I've loved it. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for having me. I'm very honored. I don't know about you, but I felt like Kelly and I could be BFF. Didn't you feel that way from her? That you could just pick up a conversation and just start talking with her. I loved how she talked about friendship. I loved how she talked about not just getting out of it what you need, but serving our friends and cheering them on. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 49. Next Friday is going to be episode 50. Special because my husband, Jim, is going to join me. I can't wait to talk with him, and I can't wait to see you then. Talk soon. Remember, we're all friends of a feather. Let's stick together, and I'll see you next time. Bye.